0: This episode of the Boss Rush Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. If you want to learn how to support the Boss Rush family of podcasts, head to bossrush.net or our Patreon at patreon.com slash Media. Thanks for helping us build something better. Everybody. welcome back to the Boss Rush Podcast, a great place to play games and be better. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, is the PC Muscle Race himself, Leron Dawkins.
1: What's poppin'? Hello, Leron. Hey.
0: It's good to hey. see you.
1: I'm doing the people a favor. It's back you to are. my normal dress code. You are.
0: Good. Good. You know what they say, the less clothing, the better. It's better. freer.
1: It's, it's freeing. It is freeing. Yes, I am wearing shorts uh, below the camera line. Yes, I am. <laughs> I'm wearing appropriate shorts. <laughs> that's fair.
0: Also joining us is the mad pharmacist herself, Stephanie Klimov.
2: You're muted. <laughs> I was ironically, my statement was burnout is real, folks.
0: It really <laughs> is. It's, it's, that's true. Hi. That reflects. That
2: reflects. Hello, I am here. It is what? a Wednesday night.
0: What's wrong, Stephanie? You want to talk about it?
2: No.
1: Okay. It's Wednesday. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to be hype train night. What?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Usually, LeRon's the one that looks like he's about ready to go to bed.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, give okay. me about forty-five minutes.
2: Just give yeah, me a couple cool. minutes, and then then I'll I'll perk right up. I just, you know what
0: you need? You need some caffeine.
2: I do. I need. That's I need. What a, you need? I need to get back onto that terrible habit of drinking Red Bull and Monster with you because this diet coke ain't cutting it
0: if it makes you feel better this is my first one today um but guys we have a we have a very special guest uh he is the host of the gamer heads podcast Woo! we have we have roger reichert hello sir welcome to the show hey thanks for having me i am
3: also wearing pants just in case you're wondering I, that's what I, I'm talking I wasn't. about get on my get <laughs>
1: on my level tonight. That's what I'm talking about. Alright,
2: that's a game that's an after dark game we're all gonna play. Which one of the panelists are wearing pants? <laughs>
1: who's
0: Whose lower half Whose lower half is shorter?
2: Wow. <laughs> oh right? no. Oh no. <laughs>
0: Uh, stay tuned for After Dark coming Yay. your way every Saturday. Oh, stop, I'm not going to be stop, on that stop. show. Stop. I just
2: what happened? Say
1: that, so. Hold on. No, no, no. I can't say this. I can't say this live because, like, it will... It. I, I can't say this while we recording because, like, it will send the internet into a frenzy, so I'm just going to type it in the chat, and you guys... Uh-huh.
2: Wait, then why didn't you just type in the chat instead of, like, saying all that stuff? Because
0: <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we right. wanted to make sure we weren't saying the right things.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, Lauren, we know that already.
0: We knew that. That uh-huh. happened, like, yeah. a week ago, yeah. dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pay attention, Ron. If somebody doesn't play play Nintendo.
2: Just so the audience knows.
1: No, I've been playing Nintendo all
2: week, and now
1: we'll talk about it and what we're playing. Leron thinks
2: he just broke the news that the Tears of the Kingdom has leaked. (laughs)
0: By the time time this episode comes out for everybody... (laughs) <laughs> the game will have been out for like three or four days. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> excuse, excuse me. I was I was busy dodging. I was busy dodging random stuff about Tears of the Kingdom, and then oh. I just... all
2: right, my day just got better. Thank you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad I could blush.
0: Oh man!
2: Now I'm Roger, about to be the second Roger,
0: s- Roger, save us. Uh,
3: tell
1: tell us who you are. Yeah,
3: tell, right. us, tell, tell us, us about, about the podcast, podcast,
2: which I happened to be a guest on one time. So thank you.
3: You were. Yeah. So, yeah. So, the well, the GamerHeads podcast. So we started the podcast in 2016 uh, and it has gone through many different versions and renditions of the podcast. Uh, And in fact, one of the one of the co-hosts that started the the podcast actually worked on Redfall. So. um, So, yeah. Right. So, yeah. Um, uh, Yeah. So we do reviews, interviews. Uh, and now I'm starting a new show called uh, Virtual Realities, which is focused on VR games. Ooh. Um, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. So it's still part of the GamerHeads family, but it's just uh, a separate show. So
2: question. Yeah. yeah. Have you played and I don't know what the title is, but there's a VR game. Actually, I can't really say if it's out or not, but I keep seeing pictures of it. It's like a kayak simulator.
0: Oh, no, I haven't. But that sounds fun. Is it, isn't that just what it's called? It's Kayak Simulator? I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I know what you're talking about. Hold on. I got to look it up. Now look it, it up because maybe... the
2: reason why I say it is VR isn't for me just because I'm one of those lame-os that just gets motion sickness. It's just it is what it is.
0: It stinks Same. for me. It's <laughs> it's called Kayak VR.
2: Okay. Well, but but when I saw Kayak VR on the internet, I'm like... Well, you know, it's slow. I'm like, just looking at it, I'm like, wow, I could like put on the headset and just be transported to a vacation without being there. So.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I will say like I get motion sickness pretty bad as well. But uh, if the developer did a good job, you won't get motion sickness.
2: Oh, so, OK. Mm-hmm. Nice. And
3: also like CBD helps with that. Just so you know.
1: CBD helps with motion sickness?
3: It does. Yeah. So hmm. it's ginger as well. So you can Oh, take, ginger. Yeah. It. yeah. I knew about ginger. I knew about ginger. Mm hmm. But yeah, CBD mm-hmm. does too. So, mm. in case yeah, you're wondering, cool. I have all this
0: knowledge of weird stuff like that.
2: It's perfect. I love random <laughs> bits of knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> and unless, uh,
0: unless it's about what her new switch looks like.
2: Yes. <laughs> Moving on, um, Roger and I connected when we were at PAX East. True. So it was good networking. Uh, we all kind of connected through this accidental email where. <laughs> I forget if it was like a publisher oh, were you or part of
0: the, were you part of the t- the the uh, platonic email yes I was <laughs> ah, me too yeah
3: that was that was that, fun. Was, that was fun and then uh, yeah so I reached out to Steph and I said hey uh, you're from Boston because you said hey anybody wants to know any kind of restaurants to go to let me know uh, and I said cool I don't know Boston where's some good places to eat uh, and then what's really funny was uh, I was just sitting at a table and then I heard uh, one of your colleagues Pat say, hey Steph, and I was like, Are you the same Steph?
2: <laughs> I know as fate would have it. We were in this the yeah. media room at the same time at the same yeah. table. And you're like, I'm Roger. I'm like, oh my gosh, you're the Roger. <laughs> <laughs> the Roger. Yeah. The only Roger, Roger
3: on that email list, I guarantee you.
2: And here we uh, are.
0: And here we are. Here we are. Hanging out, talking about games.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. It's gonna be a good time. Uh so I get i i I want to know. Like, I, I feel like I feel like now, especially in like 2023, everybody feels like they need to have a podcast or something. Which mm. I mean, we have several, so I mean, what are we to say? <laughs> but like, what uh, what made you want to do do a podcast? What made you want to start it? What made you want to do it? Oh yeah, Besides, so like a general love of video games and friends and whatever
3: yeah that's a good question so uh my friend matt uh we worked together in it and he turned to me and he said you want to do a podcast and i was like i don't know anything about podcasts he's like it'll be fun let's just do a podcast uh so that's how i got into podcasting uh Mm -hmm. (laughs) but we we did want to do something different than what's out there uh originally we had like a hot topic and we would talk about hot topics and debate those hot topics um and then the shift the, the shift kind of moved from that to more of like interviewing developers uh, along those lines. and And I think um, the other perspective that we have is like Matt was a developer. I'm not a ve- developer. Well, I kind of am. I mean I work I worked in IT and what I do for a real life job because like I, I know this is shocking, but I don't make money on gamerheads. I know that's pretty shocking. It's not my full time job. I it's know. it's nope. not. It's
1: not. It's not shocked anybody here on this panel. <laughs> it, it's not.
3: Yeah. Uh, yeah. So what I do for a real job is I'm an instructional designer. So I actually make games that none of you will ever play because I make them uh, for uh, my company that I work for uh, for people that are learning new software or uh, for new roles in their in their career or if they're starting or onboarding uh, with the company. Um so I make games. Uh actually I'm making one in Unity right now. So uh but you'll never nice. play those games. So Still super
0: Why not? Cool. Put them on put them on Xbox. <laughs> I'll play them. You would never want to play the games.
3: That then. sounds really
1: fucking cool though.
0: <laughs> it is cool. It is a cool
3: and it's a cool gig and uh and then also I get to do like voice acting as well in a lot of our stuff <gasps> that we build. So Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. So and I you also make- get the podcast too, which is pretty cool. So
0: Nice. Do you do you make any cool? Do you like do any cool voices or do you just use your regular voice? <laughs> uh,
3: I mean, I guess define what cool voices are. Like, do I, I mean, do you, ah! do, you
0: cha- do you change your voice at all? Like, I mean, I do you do, do you like now when you drag the snipper whopper over here and it makes your <laughs> <It's> doohickey? <laughs> I, don't know.
3: Uh, I do. <laughs> I do have uh, I do, do character voices. Yeah, I do.
0: Do one. I want to hear one. Okay. Wow. Uh
3: I was not expecting this. So this was not in your show notes to do a voice character. <laughs> you
1: didn't specify. Oh, well, That's it's true. It's true. Welcome that to true.
0: the
3: That's pod. Fair.
1: Welcome to the pod.
3: Um so like if you listen to this is not a good rendition of this, but like if you listen to like um uh like Harry Potter books on, on tape, like I love uh Jim Dale and like you know, a Dumbledore voice like Welcome to in Hogwarts, this is your place where you can learn magic, or whatever you know. So, I don't know this is like my wizardy type, sagey type voice. I I like a good wizard voice. Yeah. So, and I have like weird voices. Like, I always like make fun of my coworkers, and I have voices for each one of my coworkers. So I'll say like, "This is, is what I you mean? sound like to me. This is how you sound." And they're like, "That's not how I sound at all." I'm like, "That is actually how you sound." That's amazing. Um, so. Uh, yeah. So I'm a little, I'm a little crazy, I guess. Like, I don't know. So it's fun. It's a fun job. It it lets me be creative. So how many jobs can you actually say? Yeah. I get to be creative and do fun things like that. So.
0: It's true. It's true. That's fun. Yeah. That's super fun. Uh, so you said you are beginning a VR podcast. Why, why VR? I mean, this. I think VR is interesting. I, I don't own a set headset myself. Uh, P- PSVR seems interesting, but it's also like a five hundred dollars accessory to my PlayStation yeah. that I don't play. So like, <laughs> I mean, uh, but like why, why VR? I've always, I've always wa- been interested. I've always wanted to try it. I just, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of really cool things that are happening in VR
3: right now. Um, so, you know, outside of just even the gaming, there's, There are people that are using VR for uh, like therapy, actually. So, like if you experience a traumatic event, uh, there are therapies out there now in VR to help you deal with traumatic events and get over that type of stuff. So um, that's just outside of the gaming world, right? So there's really cool things that are happening in VR. Um, So I wanted to explore that, and I mean there are podcasts. Don't get me wrong, there are podcasts in VR. Like people. Do podcasts about VR already, but I thought like it would be cool to come from a different perspective and interview developers and understand um like how they thought how they like build something in VR. And like sometimes it's the first time they ever built anything in VR, right? Like I interviewed Mighty Yell, who uh did the big con. That was their first game. Their second game was A Night in the Attic, which is a VR game and like to me that i think that's fascinating i'm like w- your second game you made was in vr that's crazy um but i love hearing those different types of stories um yeah and like the my last guest that's uh going to be airing on sunday uh he was using hand tracking technology which is like like it's come a long way since it first came out so um to hear him talk about it and talk about how it started with just a game jam that he wanted to try out. Can he build something in with hand tracking? And uh, in two weeks, he wanted oh. to see what he can do with that feature. And then built a, a game two years later that's all built on on hand tracking techni- technology. Um, so there's really cool things that are happening in VR. Um, so I just wanted to explore that and see. And I find it fascinating, too. And In fact, like we've dabbled in VR, where I work at, too. So it's kind of cool.
2: I think it's a great perspective to bring that it's um beyond just games, not to put down games because I'm on a podcast that talks about <laughs> games, but the fact that it could be very therapeutic, cause I'm in the um, you know, health healthcare industry for my quote unquote real job. I mean, I'm in pharmacy, but ironically as a pharmacist, I am very I'm not opposed to medication, but I'm like I am the guardian of medication, so to speak. I'm like, people should really only be on it unless they really need to be on it. So my interest lies in all forms of therapy. So just to like, wow, VR, like I wish more people knew about this kind of information and that VR might be, you know, just another wonderful means of kind of helping someone get through something.
3: Yeah. and Listen to to your
1: gatekeeper of medicine. Like, I mm. want my Percocet. Um, (laughs)
3: Uh, but yeah, I mean, like it's also can like train you to do things that maybe you don't have to do like before you do something in real life, right? Like I think of like yeah. we're we're not this we're not this far yet, but like eventually it would be cool that people can perform surgeries in VR or AR, right, yeah. before actually performing them on uh, human in real life, <laughs> right? Like on uh-huh. human, right? So, um, but you know, like even veterinarians or whatever, like there could be some really high stake. Uh, mm-hmm. Jobs out there that could really, you know, learn a lot from VR uh, if it's used properly.
2: Well, that'd be great because when I learned how to suture, I practiced <laughs> on a banana.
0: Wait, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs>
2: you know, when you suture a wound, like stitches, mm-hmm. mm. one of the you fir- said
0: practice on a banana. My mind completely went somewhere else. I was <sighs> very confused.
2: Ouch. Um, no, like an actual fruit banana. I was just suturing on a banana.
3: <laughs> anyway, anyway, VR.
0: I don't know. If, I don't like that word.
2: <laughs> banana.
0: I don't.
3: You
2: don't like it's bananas.
0: Suture. <laughs> suture. And I love bananas.
2: Oh, Corey likes bananas.
0: I do. I eat two a day.
2: That's a lot of potassium, dude. Why am I not surprised? Is.
0: What? I like. I like a good banana.
1: Okay.
3: <laughs> I bet
0: you do. <laughs> do.
2: Okay.
0: So but yeah, that's uh, that's me. If you want to be a Patreon producer, head on over to Patreon, patreon.com slash bossrushmedia and find out which tier is right for you. Our Patreon producers at the $5 tier or higher for this month are Adriel Munger, Austin Campbell, Celeste Roberts, Christian S. Sana Dirig, Francisco Santillan and Rebecca Jewell. Thank you for your continued support. I don't know how to transition out of that. I'm sorry. I, uh, I'm
2: trying.
0: we got stuck on bananas. So, you yeah. know, it's uh, <laughs> that's how we get. That's that's what happens here. Uh, well, Roger, we're we're happier here. We're, we're glad you could join us to uh, kind of get back to it. I would feel like an old school episode. I feel like the last few have been so kind of different so we're gonna we're gonna talk about what we've been playing and roger since you're mm. our team guest you get to go first oh wow uh well thank you uh
3: so the first game i'll talk about i'm gonna talk about two games and then probably the second game i think Corey, you probably played this game as well uh but the first game is one of the vr games that i'm actually reviewing and i talked to the developers about what it's it's rogue legacy a rogue legacy rogue ascent um so it does use the hand tracking technology, uh, and it's a roguelike in VR. It's all procedurally generated as well, which is fascinating. And uh, and you shoot guns, and your guns are your fingers, and you just point your fingers out, and you're you're holding guns in VR, which is amazing. It's so cool. Um, besides that, you also have special powers you can use. You have shields that you can uh, block with as well, based on like your hand gestures. Uh, And it feels like if you've never played a VR game before, like this is a a game that you should play because it's so different. And um, before the show, like we were talking about motion sickness in VR or maybe during the show, I don't remember. But I will say like, and I said this before, like if a developer does it correctly, it's going to you don't get motion sickness. And in this game, you're zipping around in the room and I did not get sick at all. Um, So it's nice. really a great game. And, and the other thing, like when I, when, so, you know, probably all of you pull view YouTube, you get emails saying, Hey, do you want to review this game? And when I first got the email, I thought, well, this is probably just a demo of like how this tech works. Right. Um, but actually it's a full game. It's it's, it feels like a console game. Uh, there's wow. boss battles in it. Uh, there's several different levels. It's, and there's, and there's gun crafting and different guns. There's like, I think he said like 60 different guns or something in this game. It's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Uh, And I'm, I've just scraps scratched the surface of it. There's like so much in this game. So uh, yeah. So if you have a VR quest, it's on a quest right now, um, because that's the only VR that's actually using hand tracking technology right now. Um, You can get that. It's going to come out on the 4th, May the 4th. (gasps) Uh, Yeah. I almost yeah. went
2: like this, but that is Star Trek <laughs> yeah. and the wrong wrung <laughs> my neck. Yeah,
3: <laughs> wrong, wrong. yeah. wrong,
1: wrong, wrong, uh, wrong franchise. Uh, yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. I'm like, wait, that's not it.
3: Uh, so that's Rogue Ascent. The other game I've been playing and I'm sure we'll talk to I'll talk about more uh, on the podcast is, uh, is Redfall. Uh, so that's the new game that's out on the Xbox. Uh, it's on Game Pass right now. Um, and you I mean, it boasts the idea that you can play either single player or multiplayer and you can have people drop in and out and you hunt vampires. Uh, And I mean, I'm having fun with it. I mean, I think it's really fun to play with a bunch of people. Um, It does have its issues with, I think, world building. I think they could have populated the world a little bit more. Um, But I mean, it's only been out for a day and I'm I mean I'm enjoying what I played so far of it. So.
0: Yeah, on that on that note, like I I've also been playing Redfall a little bit. I've played I've probably played about 2 hours. I would say like my, <clears throat> my biggest thing is like I'm so used to playing Destiny which is fast and and kinetic and you know runs at 60 to 120 frames a second and uh everyone's moving fast and stuff and this is like I think a lot of people with Redfall, and don't get me wrong, I don't think it's a great game. I don't think it's terrible what I've played so far, like the internet seems to think it is, <laughs> right? But like, I think a lot of people look at this and see shooter and vampire, and like a looter shooter, and think it's going to be fast paced with a lot. Like, I think a lot of people think this is Borderlands with vampires, right? And yeah. I don't think it's that. I I feel like the characters are if you took Corvo from Dishonored and broke up his ability wheel and separated them into classes and you have to be stealthy and methodical and they put that in a multiplayer uh, experience because they want you to work together with the different powers and the different weapons and stuff to take on these uh, cultists and vampires and stuff. I ran into an issue where like there, there were some AI issues where like I would, come up to the enemies and they wouldn't react like that was yeah. one of my very first experiences and i was like oh my gosh I, if this is like hopefully that they address this or whatever and also the game only runs at 30 frames a second which i prefer 60 i know a lot of people don't care uh but that's just a nitpick by me uh i do think the shooting Not feels very a nitpick by you <laughs> i know i know i i I'm just saying like the telemetry shows that a lot of people actually prefer, uh, what is it? Not performance mode. What's the other one? Fidelity mode over performance mode. Yeah. And they Mm -hmm. actually switch it if it's on performance mode, which is fascinating. Like over 70% of people will do that. Yeah. Uh, But, uh, I think the shooting actually feels pretty good. I think the weapons feel good. I think the powers are interesting. I just picked the first the first guy on the screen because i wanted to get into it and start playing before you know i did a thousand other things between then and now but (laughs) uh i think the vampire stuff is cool i i it reminds me of it reminds me a little bit of destiny when they introduced the hive guardians and Mm -hmm. you had to kind of kill like kill their ghosts to actually eliminate them And you need to have a stake on your weapon to make sure you can, you know, at least stake the vampire through the heart and the death animations of the vampires is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I think, I don't think this game was ready to be released, but I think they have an interesting premise. And if, if, And I think being on Game Pass actually benefits it in this regard. But if they kind of stick with it and fix some of the issues that the game has and they keep updating it and maybe populate the world a little bit more, because like the world feels kind of empty, but like the things you find around the world to tell that tells the story is actually pretty interesting. Like the stuff you find on the boat at the beginning Mm -hmm. or like the stuff you find in some like around town or in the, you know, some of the buildings and stuff is actually very interesting uh and so i'm not as down on on redfall as a i initially thought i was going to be based on that one and ai interaction uh or as the internet because everybody hates the internet or the internet hates everything but like i kind of am into the whole let's go team up with some friends and kill some vampires thing uh I do want to note though, that if you are playing with friends and if you are not the host, your progress does not carry back to your own game, similar to state Mm. of decay. So Mm. if you're playing with friends, just keep that in mind. You know, if, if, uh, you know, I think this game benefits from people who are further in the, in the story or the mission log or whatever, go play their friends games and let them be the host so they can move the progress forward. But, uh, it works like State of Decay in that fashion, but I think, man, if this would have—I mean, if this would have just had like another year or so, like I think, I think they could have had something. uh, But also, every <laughs> every game as a service, including ones that Microsoft has put out. Look at Sea of Thieves, right? That game yeah. was, <laughs> pardon my pun, dead in the water, right mm-hmm. when it was when it came out, right and. It's it's Microsoft's biggest game at like 30 million players, right, have at least logged in within the last, what, uh, 18 months. So, like, you know, I I think uh, everybody's a little too overreactive. I do understand that a lot of Xbox players, including myself, are frustrated with Microsoft about not getting games out. There's no timeline I think this puts a lot more pressure on Starfield to be something uh, spectacular. (laughs) Even though I want
1: Starfield to be something spectacular, but you know what? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, let's get past the "what are we playing" segment because I feel like we need to tumble (laughs) back to this. I know we will,
0: will. and I I just want to say one last thing on on Redfall before uh, before we get out of here. I I think I think if we revisit this game a year from now, and people haven't given up on it, or uh you know they've added some interesting things i th- think we might feel a little bit different because there is something here it just needed some more time to bake mm-hmm. so
1: i need to, i need to say this right now before i forget it because i will forget it <laughs> we're getting ga- we're getting fatigued by this stuff like i'm i'm getting tired of games being broken on launch broken on launch and then and then well, we have I, I,
0: to... great news for you diablo 4 comes out in four weeks so oh
1: i know i know i <laughs> know i know hopefully the beta, hopefully they're doing they're doing right with all this beta testing and stuff like that but honestly like because i just sent this to andre you know my my, my buddy on on crossroads i said i sent this to him and like there was like and there was like basically a, a whole month's worth of games that were listed that were broken on launch and stuff and it's 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 crazy, you know, broken on launch or, or, or unplayable and stuff like that. So, you know, like. I get it, you know, like. Crunch culture is a thing, you know, like the shareholders, you know, want that money, you know, and all this stuff. But you know what? Like it's going to get to a point where gamers stop buying games and then there's going to be a serious problem.
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And I also I also want to point out not that this is like something that should be Take it. You can take it however you want. Uh, however you feel about Redfall, uh, but Redfall was started and about sixty five percent complete when Microsoft purchased Bethesda.
2: Hmm.
0: And uh, I I don't know. I just was reading some articles and listening to some videos today about how you know this shouldn't be put on Mike My- as on Microsoft as much as it should be with Bethesda. And I'm like, well, it should probably be put on both. It should probably be put on both, but uh, uh, I just maybe that was worth noting. But I again, I want to reiterate, I don't think it's a bad game. And I think there's something here as someone who pl- started Destiny in the alpha phase of D1 and and stuck with it. I'm just saying you have to be patient with these games, these types of games. And you would have, you would have thought some company would be, would have learned by now, but you saw you see the division, the division two both launched in in bad states, uh, no man's Sky, uh, I mean now Redfall, I mean they all these games yeah. as a service do not launch with all of their content or up to snuff of what people expect. and I just no I mean yeah, it's not an excuse I... to have some things broken, but I just want to say. If you're planning on this to be a game as a service, give it a couple months, give it six months, give it a year, and let's see how this game transforms over time.
1: Um I'm gonna take us I'm gonna take us back in time for a little bit.
0: Nope. Be,
1: beca- okay, okay.
0: Fine. I'm just kidding. on. I'm fine. just kidding. <laughs> no,
1: just because kidding. um because everybody remembers Mass Effect Andromeda, right? What's that? Everybody remembers Mass Effect Andromeda, right? Never heard of it. Uh, sure. Okay, yeah. <laughs> well guess what? Well, guess what? I was I was I was a day oneer, you know, I pre-ordered it when they announced it essentially and everything, right? The game comes out and everything. And um, I'm playing on the PC, you know, and um, and I'm not going to say it was unplayable, but it got to the point where like I could no longer enjoy playing the game, you know? So I stopped playing it. And then everybody's like and and like a year later everybody's like, "Oh man, like all the patches and stuff are out now. Like man, the game's the game's great now." And I have never come back to it. Never I, came back to it. and that's and that was and that was me trying to be patient.
0: So he, I actually played a little bit of Mass Effect. I played probably I actually played a lot of Mass Effect Andromeda right before Anthem came out. Because I don't know, I was like, well, let's let's play Mass Effect before BioWare's new game comes out. That sounds like a great idea. I didn't have any issues with. I mean, again, it was probably like a year after that game came it, out. You it was,
1: played it post-launch, post. That's what
0: I'm saying, though, and it was fun.
1: Oh, I'm sure it's fun. I'm sure it's fun, but Jetpacks and
0: Mass Effect? Who would have thought? Great idea.
1: I'm sure it's fun, but the problem is, the problem is, is like, I don't know, like maybe I'm just a different caliber gamer and stuff like that, because I don't need the games to be perfect when they come out. I I don't need the games to be perfect when they come (laughs) out. I really don't. Like, I put put up with Cyberpunk. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) I gave Cyberpunk more latitude than I gave Mass Effect, and everyone knows, like, I'm a Mass Effect junkie. (laughs)
0: <laughs> mm-hmm i actually didn't have any issues with cyberpunk when i played it either but apparently the playing the xbox one version on xbox series x was the best way to play it if you're playing on console so
1: yeah Felt yeah on I, was on, I was playing on pc yeah. with a with a with a with a under with a yeah. underdeveloped yeah. graphics card yeah so yeah i, I, my, I do think there is some support, my, my card didn't support ray tracing at the time when i had it
0: <laughs> what were you yeah. saying roger well i i I was just, I do think
3: there is something about the fact that there's so many games coming out, right? And uh it's not like was like okay, as so I'm old, I'm older, right? Like when I was a kid, like you got a game and there wasn't as many games that came out and you got a game and if it was like not the greatest experience, like that's what you played and yep. you played it, right? And I think now well a couple things. One, I think um I think people's expectations Like, this is how I always review games, right? Like, what is the what was the objective of the game and how what was the dev trying to accomplish in the game versus like, what did I expect in the game? Right. And and I think that a lot of times and this is the echo chamber of the Internet, right? I think there is expectations that people have of like, this is what I wanted the game. I'm like, well, I don't know if that's what they promised you. Um not saying that that's not the case with Redfall. I, I do think there are some issues with Redfall, but I also do think that uh, it is very cool. And I say cool, like in quotations, right? Like everybody just jumps in and, and Corey, you said this too, right? Like everybody just kind of dumps on a game because that's the cool thing. That's what cool kids
0: do now, right? <laughs> uh, I want yeah, to, yeah, to that point real quick before we like. The, so Jedi uh, Jedi Survivor came out this week too. That game mm-hmm. is totally busted too. Nobody nobody yeah, started jumping yeah. on that game. You know why? Because Star Wars yeah. is cool. No no yeah. no no, no that's, yeah, a yeah.
1: that's a lie that's a lie that's a lie. I can direct you to an entire area of the internet. That's that's. I I'm that
0: just basically, saying the same people who are light, dunking lighting. on Redfall for being broken, in my feeds are praising Jedi Survivor, and it is okay, also well that, broken.
1: That's okay. That's that's fair. That's fair, but honestly, mm, I don't know. Like, I, I feel like, I feel like just like you know, like um, like we have we have games on Switch that come out that are horribly broken and they still wind up you know not just being the top selling Switch games, but also Pokemon. propelled Switch propelled Switch uh, <laughs> sales like like to to new new heights and stuff like that. You know, that game released, and all of a sudden Nintendo set a new record with the Nintendo Switch sales. You know, stuff like that. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, the internet, the internet, and the gaming the gaming community is weird. gaming culture as as a whole is kind of it's dysfunctional you know and stuff like that you know it's the best because because we swear up and down like we want game we want games to come out and be enjoyable be playable and stuff like that but we pick and choose what we're going to like you know like crucify versus what we're going to like Prop up, and a lot of times, like people are propping up the games that don't even need to be propped, that should not be propped up because they have like very bad problems. And you know, you wind up going to Metacritic and seeing like actual critic scores that actually reflect that there's a problem. You know, and while at the same time, games that are rock solid, you know, have a hard time fighting because there's some other, you know, there's drivel out there.
2: <laughs> Unfortunately, there's- it's it's this just. Simple, not to be reductive, simple concept of human bias, and mm-hmm. that's the most blatant form of bias and these people have this much self awareness and I'm holding up a big fat zero, <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean I'm a gamer i love I, I I love gaming and stuff like that, but my roommate my roommate he bought he bought Star Wars Jess survivor were day one on Steam, and this guy has the t- the the cream of the crop like like PC setup you know as far as hardware and stuff like that and he and he told me the next day he demanded a refund from Steam and got his money back from it wow. because the game was unplayable with a 4090 graphics card mm. and a 5950 you know like like a uh, Ryzen processor and all stuff and I'm like I have practically almost everything he has except for the amount of RAM and I don't have a 4090 I have a 3090 though and if he's having trouble playing that I'm not even going to try and play Star Wars right now mm. Mm. I wanted that game day one. (laughs) Yeah.
3: Yeah. I will also say just one other thing on this topic, and I don't mean to keep us too long on this topic, but uh, it would be interesting because I grew up in the era of Atari. So like that was my first system. Well, actually my first system was a Pong machine, but then my si- my oh. real first system was an Atari. My, my first system was Atari 2600. <laughs> yes, 2600. And you know, you would look at the the artwork on the box, right? And you'd be like, "Oh my gosh, this game's going to be amazing." And then you play it and it's nothing like the art <laughs> bu- uh, on the box, right? <laughs> uh so I don't know. Like I feel like maybe I'm more I don't want to say forgiving but at least more like in awe of where we've come in like a short amount of time and i always wonder like if we and i know like games have is they're much different than they were in the atari time um but if like you would take if you were to take the general public and put them you know never experienced atari and say here's an atari game look at the art on the box and now play it like Talk about expectations. They'd be like, This is nothing like the art. This doesn't look like this character at all,
1: right? Remember? Correct. <laughs> remember, remember taking uh, Pac Man for the 2600 home? <laughs> yes. After having the arcade experience? <laughs> yes. <laughs>
3: even that right like just the difference between the arcade and and the console game was so different yeah Uh, yeah yeah. like donkey kong too. like donkey kong is fantastic in the arcade the early versions of donkey kong like on console not great yeah true anyway sorry i don't yeah. i I'll, i will be quiet now
2: no stop, <laughs> <This is> no, <laughs> stop. no 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 i like that
1: we're having a really good conversation mm-hmm. off of what we have been playing i like this because <laughs> yeah no because like no like like really like we need to analyze what's going on with the with with, with gaming as a whole and stuff like that i'm not going to completely blame the developers for the way games are you know even though i will say you know like Having games shipped poorly optimized no matter if it's for the Xbox Series X, the Xbox One, the PS4, the PS5, the PC, having games shipped out poorly optimized is not the way to win. It's not. Yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: And these are yeah. supposed to be big titles, right? Redfall is they- like mm-hmm. Xbox's big one next to Starfield and Star Wars, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I don't need to yeah, that dead horse. But
1: and here's the crazy part about it: Star Wars got the Star Wars got a, got a got a hard delay and then a soft delay,
0: a six weeks yeah. delay. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, but look the the mouse the mouse the mouse wants his money. You know, we gotta gotta push that Star Wars.
1: The mouse uh, is making money. You know, they, they're pop. They, they keep popping Ron DeSantis in his mouth. You know, <laughs> they're they're making oh, money.
0: <laughs> oh boy, yeah. <laughs> I saw somebody tweet out today. <laughs> they are like, when the mouse is done with DeSantis, the mouse is going to own Florida. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's true.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Good times. Stephanie, what are you uh, playing?
2: What am I playing? I'm, I'm playing a bunch of uh, smaller titles in between my two AAA sandwiches, uh, Resident Evil 2 remake, which we finished, and Tears of the Kingdom. Um, you know, uh, there are so many games that, like, you know, for example, Star Wars and stuff like that that I was tempted to start but I'm like no I can't I can't start a big game weeks away from Tears of the Kingdom cuz if there's one franchise that I will put up above all Liran be quiet is Legend of Zelda so Oh I was track. shaking
1: my, I was shaking my head because like if you actually play Star Wars Jedi Survivor is not a long game by any stretch like, Oh no
2: I, I, it was the Zelda comment <laughs> I was just like
1: quiet oh, oh no 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 no, no. <laughs> No, I was no, I was I was saying like you know you could you could probably if you if you start Jedi Survivor today you know because like apparently like the patches have come out and it's it's, it's playable now but if you start Jedi Survivor today you could probably have it beat by this time next week
2: you know really mm-hmm. all right well yeah. I I mean it's kind of factoring I mean, in everything that's, that's else me
1: being conservative with timetables and stuff like that because I know Zelda's coming out real soon.
2: Yeah. yeah. And oof, um, so I've been playing a lot of like more indie titles. Uh, I uh, I have played, did I talk about Coffee Talk 2 last week? Because I know I talked about Straight Lights. So, okay. So there's that. Um, I'm playing Roots of Pacha. Uh, it's been a long time oh. since I've played a farming sim. I'm not really a farming sim person. Uh, when I, in the N64 days, I played Harvest Moon 64 hard. But I had my fix. And ever since then, they had like 20 harvest moons. And that's why I ended up losing interest in a farming sim. I'm like, they're all kind of the same. But, you know, it's, uh, you know, indie, um, it was at PAX. And they had a very successful Kickstarter. And it's a slightly different premise because it takes place in the Stone Age. I'm like, you know what? Why not? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm playing through it. Um, It's fun, you know. It, it it it's I like it because I can pick it up, play it a day, put it down. Because in unless like an epic game, like a God of War, if I play it, I need to kind of keep playing it or else if I if I stop and go back to it, I'm not gonna know what the hell I'm doing. Here it's like just another day on the farm. <laughs> so <laughs> So Got it, your chores. Got my chores to do, got my people to court, um <laughs> rocks to mine, <laughs> fishing. Uh so yeah, uh, but no, it's it's pleasant. Um, and then I also tried Cadence of Hyrule because it is f- uh, there's a free seven seven day trial. Um, interesting game for Nintendo to pick, but I'm glad they did because I am not a rhythm game person because I am not good at rhythm games. I have two left feet and two left hands apparently. <laughs> but I downloaded it, I played it, and I am so bad at it. I am so bad, but I I want to, ch- like, I'm really giving my best effort. The song Slap, it's just, a, it's great. Um, I'm, I'm still shocked Nintendo even allowed um, an IP such as Zelda to be put in the hands of, I think it's Br- Brace Yourself Games um, to do this, and it's it's fabulous. I just wish I had the gaming talent to... I'm not gonna be able to beat this game. I'm just not that good at it. Like I just wish I had the talent to do so. Um, I'll just have to get the soundtrack. Love the music though.
1: Oh, the soundtrack is great. The soundtrack is great for kids the High Rule. I, I I definitely got a kick out of it when I played it.
2: Yeah. So that that's really kind of it because uh, you know work's been ramping up. I've been finishing editing my novel. Uh, my son, um, Minecraft Dungeons came out on ps plus or something like a month ago so he's been hogging my playstation so i went and bought minecraft for the switch so he can get off my playstation um oh and this is this is not playing a game but it's something i watch so instead of watching tv like a normal person i watch let's plays and normally they are let's plays of horror games because i'm too much of a chicken to play it personally. <laughs> And I've heard like there's such a strong cult following for Five Nights at Freddy's. So I've just been oh. binge watching all of Markiplier's Five Nights at Freddy's. And holy crap, there's a lot of lore and a lot of f- scares with it. I-, I wasn't impressed with Security Breach, but um, the original few games of Five Nights at Freddy's, holy crap, it's terrifying. So to have like a big loud goof like Markiplier play it and react to it. I was able to experience the game without pooping myself. <laughs> Has anyone nice. played Five Nights at Freddy's? Not you, no, Corey. I have. Yeah, that's anyway. all right. Oh, and last but not least, Corey, better mute yourself. Show and tell. I got my Zelda OLED, and it's amazing. And it doesn't look like poop. Um, <laughs> it's lovely. I've now my son has now graduated to an OLED. He's gotten my OLED. I have this one. We are good until the next generation, and I sold my day one switch. Made some money on the side.
0: Hmm. Nice. Uh, Laron, what are you what are you playing?
2: Um, I'm still playing the games
1: that I was that I was that I was playing last week. So that's Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp. I gotta say, like I'm still enjoying myself and everything. Um, the games the game is fun. Uh, I I don't remember Advance Wars being this hard. Like there's been so many times. Oh, and they have this new they have this new feature now in the game where it's called reset the turn, which means basically. Basically, at the at the start of your turn, if you realize you've made a mistake or you've goofed something in your tactics and whatnot, before you end that turn, you can reset the turn and go back to the beginning of it. I've done that. Fire Emblem
0: Fire Emblem implemented that a couple uh, entries ago. So yeah, I've
1: used I've used that a few times. You know, in in missions, I've also like just completely surrendered and started over on the mission. Like I don't remember the game being this hard, but then again, it's been a long time since I played it. Because because uh, once Advance Wars Dual Strike came out for the uh, for the 3ds for the for Nintendo DS, I'm sorry, yeah, wait, yeah, Nintendo DS, yeah. Uh, once Dual Strike came out, like I stopped playing Advance Wars One and Two, so I just do not remember these games. And the and the crazy part about Reboot Camp, you have to beat Advance Wars One to unlock Advance Wars Two. Because mm. I would have just went immediately into advance wars two because mm. advance wars two you know you you had you had your your different picks of uh, of the COs and stuff like that and yeah, but um I'm still having a lot of fun and stuff like that i, I i'm I'm like, man, like where are all my units at because I'm so mm. used to like all these extensive expansive units from mass uh, mass effect from advance <laughs> wars two and advance wars dual strike i'm I'm used to those and I'm like, man, wow, it's so restricting on this first one, but it's still a lot of fun you know
2: how how long <laughs> of a I, game is it? Generally
1: speaking, actually, actually, you can drop some hours into it. Let me see something here. Advance Wars, Advance Wars One gameplay length. Look at time. The main story uh, can be beaten in just under fifteen hours. If you do all the extra stuff, you're looking at a twenty-four hour game. And if you're being a completionist, thirty hours. Oh.
2: Oh, wow okay that's a nice healthy yeah. healthy but not too bloated at all that's good
1: yeah yeah nice yeah um um i am i'm am, i'm i'm still in the monster hunter train so yeah i'm um uh, i'm working my i'm working my way up uh I, I did play the um i did play the uh the 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 title update 5 the main monster for that uh which is a, uh, which is a matsu uh and uh that's pretty fun that's pretty fun. I've only fought it once though. That's the thing. I only fought it once, and the team I was with, we uh, we crashed and burned. Everybody got clapped. So you know that was a thing. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, I've been I've been doing a little bit of catch up too though, because like I have I didn't play none of the last title update portion of it. So like, there's a there's some there's some content that I have to go back through and and like just get caught up on on that and stuff like that.
2: What hunter level and, you know, are you, Loran?
1: Uh, I am. Cr- Ooh, don't keep me lying. I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere in master rank. I know I'm above master rank 150. I know that. Um, I want to say I'm like master rank 157 or something like that. Hunter rank, I'm in the 300s now.
2: Isn't that insane? The one, the few times that I've played with LeRon, it would show like his hunter rank is like the in the hundreds, and I'm like rank two. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Rank means
1: nothing. Rank wow. means nothing. All, all does as just uh, just allows you to play different monsters. <laughs>
3: Laron, are you a fan of Monster? I mean, are you like a fan of the series? Yes. So, did you yeah, play World of Monster Hunter? Wasn't it? Oh what? yeah. Oh yeah. World is, world? My,
1: world is my world my favorite. I got a couple of friends that they just started. They just started playing Rise. Like that's their first Monster Hunter game. And yeah. I've actually thought about like the next time the game goes, World goes on sale, I think I might gift them a copy of World so I can go back to Monster Hunter World to play. Yeah. Well, that's so
3: weird to me because of the fact and we just talked about this with other games for service, right? But like these games really are like you know, you can play them solo, but like they're really supposed to be played with friends and like yeah. the ideas that they keep building onto the world. Um, but like world I mean it's weird to me that you know you go from worlds and then you jump to the next one, you jump to the next one, right? Like I jumped on and and Monster Hunter try,
1: uh mm. for the Wii. Um but. that's my that's my least that's my that's my least favorite monster hunter game honestly and it's not it doesn't have anything to do with the fact that it was on the Wii that was on the Wii or anything like that it was just when you, playing the other monster Hunter games previous to this like you know like the Wii was a new platform and stuff like that, so Capcom yeah. didn't put a lot of content into the game. Yeah. So, like, I wound up, I wound up after like a hundred some hours, I wound up just stopping. Where like most Monster Hunter games, like I cap out at over nine hundred hours.
3: Yeah. Well, that's the weird thing. That's that's like my right. That's why I wanted. to t- Like, it's weird. To, like you said, you played nine hundred hours of like worlds, and then a new one comes out, and then you pay another nine hundred hours, and that it's it's just so. Yeah, fascinating to me that these games are really games of service uh Mm -hmm. and they are uh and yet they come up with new ones all the time that's fascinating
1: yeah 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 like uh i I tell people all the time like i don't usually stop playing the whatever the current monster hunter game is until the new monster hunter game comes out Mm -hmm. and uh and and i think what's kind of cool about world and and rise for the most part is that they have basically the same mechanics i mean there are some things that are hyper tuned in in rise that you know are not are you know are different in world and stuff like that but you can go from one game to the other and, and play them back you know back and forth and there's mm. not too much of a disconnect and stuff mm. like that now going back to any monster hunter games previous to that there's a disconnect <laughs> cuz mm. like cuz like legacy monster hunter plays nothing like like generation 5 monster hunter yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so that's, that's pretty much it for me. Like, uh, like, uh, there's Star Wars would have been the game that I was going to pull that I was going to say I was going to be playing this week, but you know, like just hearing what I've heard and, you know, having someone who actually lives in the house with me and, and saying what they said, I was like, you know, I will wait. I will wait. You know, I, I I will wait. I hate this I hate to do this to you, re, uh, respawn, but you know, like this this looks like a forty dollar or an under game for me now at this point, you know. I, I hate to say it, but you know, this is the punishment that I feel like developers need to developers and publishers need to understand. Like if if the reviews come out and the reviews the reviews are not saying they're I don't care when someone on a review says it, it's a bad game because like the story this or that, you know. I worry about when they say, like, we're having technical problems playing the game. And it's not mm-hmm. just our pre-launch copy. It's our launch copies as well and stuff like that. When I see that type of stuff, that is the type of stuff that will prevent me from buying your game on day one. Yeah, And, uh, and I I want to play Jedi Survivor. But I also need to make sure that I am getting my enjoyment out of it on, on a gaming PC that I spent a lot of money to play games on. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh so that's everything I've been playing. Um <laughs> oh and, and I'm and I'm playing some mobile games, Street Fighter Duel. <laughs> which is which is fun and I'm and I'm, and I'm actually playing free to play. Like I'm not I, I can't say I have not spent money on the game. Like I've I've thrown a couple of dollars here and there just, just for just for some 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 ancillary a- a- ancillary stuff, but you know, I'm not actually like I'm not trying to throw like whale money at these at these games mm-hmm. like a lot of people do on these on these pay to win games. <laughs> Yeah, so that's uh that's everything for me. Nice.
0: Uh, well, I've been playing a few things. We kind of already went through Redfall, so I will skip that. Uh, I played a little bit of Jedi Survivor, and I c- couldn't get far enough to tell you if I like it or not because <laughs> it, <laughs> it crashed on me. Uh, it looks pretty. Uh, I mean, and the combat feels similar to uh the last one I is Jedi Sur, Jedi Jedi Survivor kept crashing on me so I just stopped uh it's a pretty game I am excited to play it when they fix it uh so it'll probably be sometime after Tears of the Kingdom uh so we might if they fix it by then we might do a book club on it I'm not 100% sure but uh yeah, it's it's interesting. But the game I want to talk about the most, guys, is Disney Speedstorm. And let me tell the you, go. it is it is awful. It's terrible. Do not do not buy the game on first of all, first of all. If you are dead set in purchasing this game, a Founders Pack of the game, do not buy it on Switch. It is ter- it runs at like 12 frames a second. It's just It's it was a very bad experience uh also like i i don't know how many people know this or not so this is a psa for you guys none of the characters are unlocked at the beginning you have to play progress through their quote-unquote uh starter circuit to unlock like five characters which is like mickey donald uh, uh mulan and there's a couple other I didn't play long enough to to unlock anymore. Uh, I, I so I initially bought it because I was like, oh, this will be a cool like Mario Kart kind of game that I I can play. You know, and my kids like Disney and I like Disney and Figment was the uh, you know event character this past weekend. And I'm like, yeah, let's get Figment. That'll be fun. And then I'll main Figment and I won't ever have to play anything else ever again. Uh, but it runs it runs really terribly. It is pay to win. Extremely pay to win. Uh, and you don't unlock new parts. You can't buy new parts. You buy loot boxes. Which you can get duplicate parts. Duplicate crew members. Certain crew members only work with certain characters. And so, and they don't tailor it to the characters that you've unlocked. They uh, Actually, most of the stuff I got was for characters that are still what? locked. And yeah. And I like... When I was actually playing the game, the game wasn't it. It's it's no Mario Kart Eight, but it wasn't bad, right? Like the act of driving the cars, uh, and playing wasn't bad. But there's extreme rubber banding. Like I found myself in first place most of the race, and then I would come in fourth at the last second, just because you know they want you to buy the loot boxes to uh, upgrade your cars and upgrade your characters and upgrade your crew members and unlock. Uh, better special abilities. Uh, and this game, this game was really promising because it's it's kind of like a hero shooter kart racer where like each character has their own unique ability that you can use alongside the items that you get right. Uh, because it's kind of like Mario Kart, right? You don't, you get an item, you can throw the item, you can use it as a defense thing, whatever. But each character also has their own special ability, and you can upgrade your special ability. To become more powerful, do different things, do new things, uh, enhance the things it already does. That is a cool premise. I also want to say the level design is incredibly faithful to the movies that they are. They like there's a Pirates of the Caribbean level that's Port Royal. It's incredibly faithful to the movie. You get to go onto the Black Pearl. Uh, You can you know, you kind of go around the the port. It's it's super cool. The music. Also, also a banger soundtrack. If you like Disney music and like clubhouse music, they fuse them together. Super cool. Love that aspect. But the fact that like. uh, A, it runs like very bad on Switch, the pay to win aspects, not being able to unlock the characters and you can't just go in and buy the characters either. You have to get the currency and go into <laughs> Here's the thing: there are three separate loot box categories that you can go into to get loot boxes. One of them is characters and crew members, and like you have to unlock the characters through that system. Seemingly, Uh, and and like you get a token at the beginning if you buy a founder's pack to unlock one character. Right, like it's just this huge pay-to-win mobile. Like, Because it, it's going to be free to play on consoles and mobile devices, right? That's the big catch is it's a free to play game. And uh, man, if they would tune it and fix some of the issues. Oh, also, there's a battle pass you can buy that has items on it that aren't in the loot boxes mm. either. So uh, am I
2: missing something here? Like, is this like a very successful pricing model, like maybe in mobile gaming that I'm just not as familiar with? Because I'm like, what idiot thought is this, this yeah. was a good idea?
0: Yeah, it's. Is a it mobile because game. of that? It will be saying, a mobile like, game. I don't know. It if just it's seems mobile, like a really stupid
2: but... premise. Everything you just described.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty popular pricing model. It's what a lot of mobile games use. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, like Fall Guys does too. Like Fall Guys, yeah. you can buy the battle mm-hmm. battle pass, but then there's also like you can buy this skin as well and this skin as well outside the battle pass.
2: I right? guess, but so, also the fact yeah. that like the whole loot box system at least just seems. I don't know. At least, like, have the the what well, the loot that you get be pertinent to the characters you have, or I don't know, like a little bit more relevant, maybe. I don't know, but I don't tend to play these kind of games, so I'm obviously not speaking from a point of authority. So,
0: yeah, and it's it's sad because this seemed like a really interesting, promising game, and like the same company makes Disney Dreamlight Valley, which doesn't do any of this, right? Like, there's no pay-to-win mechanics Mm -hmm. everything in there is cosmetic you can buy cosmetics you can buy decorations uh and they give you the event pass for free which you can you can purchase the tiers of the event pass instead of grinding them out but you can also grind them out and not pay a penny so like you know it's very it's sad because i was actually kind of looking forward to this game and uh it's just not do, do not at least at this point, do not invest any time or money into, into it unless, uh, you know, they adjust it down the road at some point, which they might, but if it's a mobile game, it'll be very little in my opinion.
3: Yeah. I think the disappointing part about that is, you know, you said like my kids want to play it. Right. And it's like, mm-hmm. now you got to tell your kids, I'm sorry. Like we can't just continue to buy loot boxes to hope to mm-hmm. get the character we you mm-hmm. want. Right. Mm-hmm. Like that's, like, I don't know. I guess mm-hmm. somebody would call it exploitation. I don't know. To me, it feels mm-hmm. like that's a little like underhanded.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's uh do not recommend. Do you so, play against other people or do you play against just PC characters? There's there's both. Uh, oh, there there's both. an okay. online multiplayer mode and then there is a uh, regular mode, but. It feels like they did the thing that Mario Kart Tour did where like the first couple matches they make you think you're playing online uh, against other people and, and yeah. they're just not. Uh but yeah. Well guys, what do you say we get into uh get into some topics here. Um uh, what do we want to do first? Do we want to talk about the Xbox stuff first or do we want to do the Sega what if Sega made a new console first? Cuz I I'm, I'm down for either.
1: Huh. Although I what, Loran? I you say? oh I'm just thinking about this. I feel like I feel like the state of Xbox is probably the meatier thing here because like I yeah. mean like if you do the what if, like we're just mm-hmm. pipe dreaming it, which is not a bad thing, but you know, like I feel like we can get lost in the weeds real fast, like you know.
0: Well, I actually I actually thought about the second thing a lot. Uh and I have a lot of thoughts on okay. that, which would turn it into a meaty conversation, okay. but I think so, right, so Corey, uh, but I I don't.
1: What if Sega made a new yeah. console? All
0: right, guys, what if Sega made a new console? Okay. So I thought, I thought a lot about this and it's been on my mind recently again, because of uh, a lot of people have been talking about Dreamcast anniversaries. And a lot of people have been talking about uh, Sega buying Rovio, obviously with angry birds and, I actually think if Sega made a new console now, they have enough IP and differentiating factors that could actually... They could probably actually be pretty competitive. I wouldn't say dominant. I would say competitive, right? You have your family-friendly stuff with Sonic. You have your... You know, they have Yakuza. You think of all the Atlas RPGs. They have their game-as-a-service with... uh with with fantasy star they have ips that aren't in use right now like uh beyond oasis and and uh crazy taxi and um what's the other one that i was that i was just thinking of the shoot uh but you know they have all these things uh you know they have i think they have they could go a route where they could have some sports things right like they everybody still considers nfl 2k one of the better sports sims right now granted they wouldn't have the nfl license but they could do something interesting with that uh and obviously third parties i think they were a pioneer in terms of online gaming on console before you know xbox kind of took it to the next Mm -hmm. level right um they have they would have their quote-unquote downloadable or indie style titles with like jet set radio they have a racing game you know sega gt they have a <clears throat> two massive racing titles with sega rally and sega gt that they could compete against forza and gran turismo so like they have a lot they of things lot out of there, there. Software, Billy Hatcher,
2: the, i would think and uh, this is not be yeah. me being debbie downer like hey whatever you can bring on competition i'm pro competition but at the same time you might have a great library of software, but I think it's hard to break into the hardware uh, market. Um, The questions I would ask, and this is, you know, anyone just answer it, right? Like, and I'm genuinely asking, I don't think console wars are a thing anymore, but that aside, who would be Sega's competitors? So it would be Switch or it would be Xbox PlayStation. I only say that because Nintendo kind of is in their own little Mm -hmm. thing. And then you got Steam Deck, Mm -hmm which I used to think they'd be mm-hmm. competitors, but they're really not. And I think, who is it, NVIDIA, someone? No, Logitech. They, they have their own handheld, but it's cloud-based. So like, and that I'm not sure how well they're doing. So like, who would their competitors mm-hmm. be? And I, I'm not saying it's impossible, but I would say y- you mm-hmm. would need to perfect the hardware to really gain an audience. Um
0: Yeah. You do. You do. Um, my my one thing, like, you talk about breaking into the hardware thing in space, and, like, obviously we saw Stadia kind of launch and fail. Not that they really made hardware, but you know what I mean? Like, it got, getting into this, Amazon Luna is kind of like, whatever you're trying to do. <laughs> uh, but the thing is, is Sega has done this before, right? And they know what to do and what Sega, not to do in that Sega space. Sega used to
1: be eating Nintendo's like, lunch at one point.
0: <laughs> like, uh, don't launch a console without a dvd player <laughs> like 9 months before the ps2 comes out uh but i i actually think like i think their competitor would probably be more along the lines of playstation mm. and xbox uh i th- i think they would want to go that route i think they offer too many things that offer online support i think they uh have a lot of interesting ip that would need more than something that nintendo does Right, Not that the Switch is, I mean, obviously the Switch has sold a gajillion units and Zelda's amazing and, and Mario is what it is and Nintendo does their own thing, like you said, Stephanie. But I think you have stuff like, you know, they have a lot of IP that you could compare to IP that Sony and Microsoft do, right? Like bi- binary domain would be like their Gears of War kind of competitors, a third person Uh, cover-based shooter against, you know, instead of Locust Horde, you're fighting robots. Uh, It's, you know, Sega technically owns Bayonetta, right? Like you have your uh, stylized action game that you could actually give Bayonetta a place where they could thrive uh, and and be technically feasible, right? Like I, I I love seeing Bayonetta on the Switch. I really do. I think Switch needs that. But Bayonetta 3, when you look at it, and see it running the character models look great but the the environments look like somebody upresed a ps2 game in some cases and it's very noticeable uh so that would give it a place to thrive i think crazy taxi would be something oh, really man. interesting Cry- i was paid. ready Corey was ready for this topic
2: i would mm-hmm. go back and play crazy yeah. taxi <laughs> i love that game
0: yeah but then, like, I think a lot of people also discount. Like, they own Persona, right? They own Shin Megami Tensei. They own all of Atlas. They have Yakuza, right? Judgment. You have your you have your action games. You have your JRPGs covered. Uh, you have your kid stuff covered with Super Monkey Ball, Sonic, Billy Hatcher. Uh, uh, choo-choo rocket. Even if you want to get into the puzzle space or something like, you could make a choo-choo rocket game similar to what Nintendo does with Box man. Boy, right? Like a, a ten-dollar download
1: game with a bunch of puzzles. Choo-choo rocket, uh, man! Like that, man. I remember, like that game, just like, uh, just it dominated the Dreamcast.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you could you could do your survival horror stuff with like, you know, <laughs> you could technically bring back Blue Stinger if you really wanted to. I'm only half joking, <laughs> but. Uh, that game. That game is like a a Pickle classic, hilarious joke favorite game of mine on the Dreamcast. Uh, but if you wanted to get more Resident Evil or Silent Hilly with it, you could definitely do something like House of the oh, Dead as a survival far, horror so game, right? Like yeah. you could do a Resident Evil stuck stuck in a mansion, solving puzzles type thing, right? Uh, and, and fantasy star you could go either way with that too they could turn that into their final fantasy right like you have an online version you have a single player version over here you could do you know make an interesting world uh you could have cool characters maybe you can i mean if they made like a triple a budget fantasy star 5 i mean i think people i think people who like grew up with master system and and genesis would like freak out i think that would be awesome you know uh, beyond Oasis could be your Zelda-like, right? Like you could kind of just go and explore these this world and these towns, and uh, I don't know, man. I just I've been thinking a lot about this. I, I it, this question came up on Pal Block at one point, and I didn't I didn't have a real answer for it, but like I thought this would be a cool discussion here. I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on this, Ro- Roger? You you're shaking your. I see a lot of head shaking your way. I want to hear what you have to say. Yeah, I mean, I would love Sega to get back into
3: the market. Like, that thing would be cool because I think, Steph, what like you said, like, I like the idea of competition um, because I want these, because we're only going to get better if we have uh, better consoles from the other uh, big players too, is if they're not uh-huh. complacent, right? Mm-hmm. I will say, like, Google Stadia or Stadia or however you want to pronounce it, like, I had that. Uh, but when they announced it, their CEO came out and said, I'm not really into games, but we're going to get into the gaming industry. And I'm like, oh, no, this is, this is a disaster. Uh, so like it's it would be refreshing to have like another company saying, hey, we we know like we were in that market. Um, I It would be cool. Like. I think I think from an investor standpoint, right, I think there would be some questions of like, do we invest in a company that couldn't hack it back in early 2000, right? And the industry is much different now than it was in 2000. And Sega, like, Sega during the late 90s and maybe early 2000s, like, their marketing was so different. Like, that was in the the world of console wars, right? Like, and they played into that, like, hard. Sega does what Nintendo don't. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, It would be interesting to see, like, how different they would market today because I think uh Corey, to your point, like those of us that grew up with mega, you know, the, the Genesis and the master system. um, Like we remember that, right. Remember those console wars and uh but the generation now does not remember that. In fact, they think Sonic is Nintendo, right? Like I'm just looking, I'm pointing over here because mm-hmm. I have my Amiibo. No, Roger, stuff. you're absolutely
2: here, right. So. Cause well, that was going to be my next point is if Sega came out with a console, I know, like older millennial and up will be like, Hey, I remember when I'm going to buy it. Well, I don't know why I used to voice like that, but um the younger <laughs> mil- uh, millennial and Gen Z, like, like you said, they're going to, they think, Oh, um, Sonic and Nintendo or something. And they don't have the history of Sega Genesis. Like what's that old? Like, do you think the younger generation would yeah. flock to a, a Sega systems?
0: I think I think Sonic is bigger than ever. My nephews love Sonic. It was funny because like they mm. didn't even know Sonic had games out. Like 'cause well, of not, the movie, not like the IP, right? Sonic, but they don't mm. they don't
2: know the Sega Genesis, right? Like
0: No, no, they, they don't, but I think they love Sonic and like they, they buy Sonic stuff, right? I mean, if you market it and said, you know, put Sonic on the box mm. of this console, I think they would I think they would love it, you know, and, and like and we haven't even gotten to like weird stuff like toe jam and Earl and oh my god and Alex kid and and total war right and trauma center like oh my gosh are you kidding me shinobi man yeah Sea man oh my gosh could you imagine an <laughs> online sea man oh boy uh, we, we can't we can't go
1: by to sea man there's no more Leonard anymore we can't do that
0: <laughs> yeah that's
3: true uh, uh but I mean even even the arcade world right like Sega oh like god. really leans into the yeah. arcades like I, one of my favorite games, um, and I, maybe it just doesn't age well, but I love Die Hard Trilogy or Die yes. Hard Arcade. I mean, on that was such a yes. great game on a on a on a Saturn. Oh my gosh, I loved that game, uh, and I think that they could they could survive if they knew, like their, their market, market, and they knew and they knew like if they leaned into the. Hey, remember these games? And remember how awesome arcade games were? Like, we're yeah. gonna bring that back to
1: you. Oh my god, bring back Virtual yeah. Fighter, Virtual On, all that stuff. Oh yeah. my god.
0: Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Um. Yeah, man, dude. Could you imagine if they brought back Virtual Fighter and like people weren't laughing at it because Street Fighter and <laughs> Mortal Kombat are so good? Like, I do, I feel like Virtual Fighter is like the the forgotten. That is one, the most technical right?
1: fighting game I have ever played.
0: Yeah.
3: It was good. I mean, you got a drunken kung fu
1: master in that. Like that was awesome. People, that was Yoda. so much fun. People think, yeah. People think, uh, freaking Tekken is technical, but no. Virtual mm-hmm. Fighter was where you learn. I think. I think Virtual Fighter is where people learned how to count frames in fighting games.
0: <laughs> mm, yeah. Uh. So I don't know. I I thought I thought it'd be an interesting thing, and like you could have your arcade racer with like outrun, right? Like mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of cool things you could do with their ip that they own not that they would like you know bring them all out at once or whatever and they would have to be very methodic. and i don't know if their development capacity could handle all these ip at once right but like mm-hmm. i don't know and and then like they could get into a handheld or mobile market too i mean obviously angry birds is going to be a huge thing but like they're pretty big in the mobile space too like you could have a mm-hmm. you know a mobile persona game where like you play the mobile game you could unlock stuff in the in the in persona 17 or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I i just, I'm obsessed with this notion that Sega needs to make a new console and compete with these IP. And I want to know what it looks like again, R and D on a new console costs millions, if not billions of dollars, right? You got to ship it. You got to sell it to people. You got to launch it with the right set of games. You got to send your message. When do you do it? Do you do it in like a mid cycle or wait till the next generation? Like, there's a, a lot to consider there, but I think I think if anybody could jump into the console market right now w- with the IP that they own, it would be Sega.
2: And one more mm. question: Do you think Sega would do better with like a, a handheld or a hybrid, like a like a Switch? And I'm only I saying would. like a Switch, or would it be more of a high powered workhorse type Xbox mm. spaceship PlayStation Five? <laughs>
0: i i think i think what you would have to do is is highly consider what audience you'd want to cater to the most right and i think sonic sonic caters to a huge audience but also i think i think you could probably get away with what microsoft is doing with the cloud stuff as well Mm -hmm. and say hey you know bring back sega tv right like they could totally do that and say hey if you subscribe to sega tv which is like in the 90s was like game pass before game pass right and like you could say subscribe to sega tv and for this amount of money a month and you get you know this catalog of games and our cloud gaming service and powered by powered by azure which also powers game pass and you'd be like oh well that's super cool let's try that right yeah so yeah.
3: I, I actually, I was thinking of that, right? That same thing. Like, I think if they're going to get into the console mm-hmm. again, right? I don't know if it would be like the traditional put cartridge or disc into or, mm-hmm. you know, something into the mm-hmm. system. I would see it more of like a streaming mm-hmm. box and tap into an infrastructure that's already built like Azure. And then, yeah, that whole subscription service. Like, how cool would that be if it was just like, hey, you know what? $10 a month. 15, I would pay $15 a month to play. Uh, dreamcast games you know sega mm-hmm. uh, saturn games um, genesis yeah. games like that would be like i to- I could be on board with that for sure mm-hmm. and then like let's develop new games but it'll still be on the platform right mm-hmm. and it'll be new ip games and those games like maybe you buy those instead of just the streaming mm-hmm. service
0: it's it's it'd be like what nintendo's doing with their nso stuff yeah essentially yeah. you know you get yeah yeah get our old games or like you know i mean Sonic Frontiers could be on the service in like three years, right, or something mm-hmm. like when the next Sonic game is about to launch. Maybe you use, maybe you use the previous game as a marketing tool, right? Yeah. Which is, you know, kind of what Microsoft was doing until they ran out of games to put out. Uh, but I think, I, I, yeah, I mean, you could get you could get everybody in here, right? Because they own like <laughs> Sega Bass Fishing, right? You could get your yeah. t- your dad in there to be like,
2: I want to go fishing <laughs>
0: You know, buy, buy our, buy our fake fishing rod and you get one month of Sega TV for, you know, uh, man, I'm just, I like, I'm still looking at their, at their, uh, roster of of games that they own streets of rage, Mm -hmm. right? Streets of rage four was awesome. Mm -hmm. Uh, space Harrier space channel five, uh, you know, Puyo Puyo is actually would be an awesome handheld experience, right? Like uh devil summoner. I think devil summoner and something devil summoner just came out. Uh, man, cyber troop. Oh my gosh. Remember cyber troopers. Oh my gosh. That game was not great. Uh, (laughs) But I mean, I mean, again, like condemned, I've totally forgot about condemned, right? Like if you wanted to do like a, uh, uh, comedy horror thing like dead island almost like i don't there's so much here so anyways that was my big sega wish list of not happening but
3: it'd be cool it'd be fun i mean and it would be cool to see them go into the handheld as well like Mm -hmm. right and it could be streaming like i think that's hard because like Mm -hmm. that's one of my biggest complaints with the switch is like hey you can play like these big games but they're right. streaming like you know mm-hmm. like gardens of the galaxy and i'm like yeah but that's the whole point is that i don't have to be at a place where i have internet to play this mm-hmm. game like ones if i don't mm-hmm. have internet
0: yeah and maybe maybe they maybe they do make us like a uh, what's that what's that uh steam deck competitor that's coming out or on what's the, it called the, the aces this is
1: wrong ally yeah,
0: yeah. Mm. like maybe you do something like that, where like you can plug it into a dock and to your TV and and hook up a Bluetooth controller to it, and you know then you can take it with you. I I mean, Sega has has the IP that like there they have very few IP that require the technical fidelity of like a top, like a Series X or a PS Five, right? Mm-hmm. Like I would say I would say Yakuza and Judgment would be those games, right? But like those games are on PS Four. So like I think if you made something that's just as powerful as like an Xbox One X or a, or a PS4 Pro, put a, put that SSD in there instead of a, uh, you know, just a standard hard drive. Like I, you could, I bet people would buy a five hundred dollar, six hundred dollar handheld to play, like these types of games plus third party games on the go. Right. Uh the the problem is there is like you run into the people who are like, well, I already have a Steam Deck and a Switch. Why would I need this? But what about the people that don't have a Steam Deck? What if? What about Sega Hardcore Fanboys? What if you kind of market it as like this hybrid console the way the Switch did, right? Like when Switch came out, people thought handheld gaming was dead, right? And mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to end up, it's probably going to end up being the first or second best selling console ever. Yeah. So. And in fact,
3: we're hearing rumors that PlayStation's like, should we bring out another handheld because right. of how well,
1: you Sunny, know, Sunny the and get with the program.
0: And Microsoft's going to be at that Asus reveal, too, yeah. because the rumor is they're going to run nat- Windows natively, and they're going to be able to run Game Pass natively yeah. on that thing. Oh. And you could run anything from the Microsoft or Steam stores on there, too.
2: Uh-oh, Steam Deck. Uh,
0: which which yeah. is why I'm glad I didn't buy a Steam yeah, Deck that, Yeah, I I think think... that's the same
1: thing I was thinking, because, man, like, I, was, I was running to buy a Steam Deck for my birthday.
0: Yeah. So, I think that that's uh, that's I'm waiting for that because I want <laughs> if I could play Destiny on that thing natively without having to do any kind of workaround thing, I'm <laughs> bye, guys. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, so we've been going for an hour and a half. Do we want to end it there? Do we want to put a pin in it there? Just want to put a bow on it. This was pretty
1: good. Yeah. Well, I mean, let's do a rapid fire real fast. The most overrated, overhyped games.
0: Oh my gosh! Everybody's gonna hate me. Yeah, let's do it. Rapid oh no. fire. Oh no. Rapid we're fire. Already. Three. Are you
1: ready? Okay, right, we'll I'll, we'll, go for, we'll, I'll go for. I'll we'll, go first. We'll, again. We can save it then.
0: No, no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go okay. first. I'm gonna go okay. first because I have three. Okay. That everybody is gonna hate me after All right. this. <laughs> I, I actually have like I a long gar- list. I, games, guarantee, gonna... <laughs> I guarantee
1: you, Elden Ring is on his list. I guarantee you. It's not.
2: Okay, oh, okay. No, I'm
0: not that okay.
1: dumb. You say you're not that dumb?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, okay. So the first one, all you Nintendo fans can come come at me. Earthbound, extremely overhyped and overrated.
2: Mm. Okay,
0: and. I'm sure every Nintendo fan out there has played this game and is going to tell me how amazing it is. Well, guess what? When I was walking through Toys R Us in 1995 and all 8,000 of those copies of that of that game were sitting in the bargain bin, should have bought them all if I was smart enough, but I was also nine, so, you know, whatever. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't believe everybody who says Earthbound is one of the greatest Nintendo IPs has ever played it. I, I bet a majority of the people haven't even finished it. Uh I try I tried to play it when it came to Wii U. I tried to play it on the Nintendo Switch online stuff. I tried to play it on three or wherever I think what Wii? Did it come to Wii? No, it didn't come to Wii. What uh oh the s the, the Super Nintendo mini console. Try to play it there. Uh... Can't do it. I just couldn't do it. I don't understand it. I don't get it. I just sorry everybody. Okay. Sony ponies. You're all going to hate me, but it's okay. I'm prepared.
2: Is he going to say The Last of Us?
0: Okay. Nope. No, because I haven't played enough of The Last of Us to really say if if it's overrated or not. Although I can say by the little bit I've played that the gameplay is not as good as I would have liked it to be. Uh, But I'm not going to judge that game based on playing for like an hour, hour and a half. So I'm gonna say the recent God of War games. Mm -hmm. Overrated. Good. Overrated. Not Game of the Year material. I feel like uh, I think I I think in terms of the IP that Sony owns that are popular right now, Horizon outplays it a million to one. I think the world is better. I think the characters are better. The only reason why I need to finish God of War Ragnarok is because I am already invested in Kratos' story since two thousand and When the first one came out, and I'm like, I gotta, I just gotta see it through, you know, gotta see it through. But I don't, I don't think God of War Ragnarok is like fun, really, at all. (laughs) Um, And then, let's see, last, last but not least, everybody.
2: Man, these long dramatic pauses.
0: I know. I think Bioshock is incredibly overrated.
1: Oh crap, man! Oh, you're very glad Austin's not the whole series. Austin's not on here.
0: the The first one I never got past Austin will
1: okay. Austin okay. will so... come for your for your blood.
2: Well, to be <laughs> fair, Corey, I was the That's same fine. way too. I created created this list of games that apparently are must play in your lifetime, and I started Bioshock and I couldn't mm-hmm. finish it. So,
0: yeah, I've started it three separate times. I pl- I played it when it came out. I actually got the big daddy kind of special edition. Cause everybody thought that that game was going to be amazing. And mine was one of the ones that didn't get broken. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember that, but the special editions mm-hmm. of Bioshock, the tips of the, the drill on the big daddy, like most of them oh. were broken when they shipped them. Uh, and I ended up selling, <laughs> selling it to my friend for like 20 bucks. Cause he loves this, loves Bioshock. So, uh, yeah, I I don't like the movement. I think the I don't think the shooting is very good. I uh, and this is in an era where I didn't really care to aim down sight, so that's not like the issue or anything, right? I I I don't know, I just didn't really care for Bioshock. I thought I just kinda was over it after a couple hours. Three, five well wow. like I I got like halfway through Bioshock and I was like, I'm done. I don't care. <laughs> I just don't care. But those are my those are my three. Okay, those are I've three. come
2: up with two. Uh, to be fair, because uh, one I've played, one I have not played. But even if I played it, I think my decision would still be the same. The first, I'll, I'll go with the Nintendo IP first, and this is this is Ooh. saying it as a fan, like spicy. Huh? I said oh. spicy? It's Pokemon, <laughs> and this mm. is saying it as I have Pokemon Scarlet. My son is Pokemon Violet. I collect Pokemon cards, so don't get me wrong. I like Pokemon generally, okay. But I think that after all this time, where Pokemon are named after garbage, ice cream, a key, like a set of keys, like I'm sorry. It's just like it, the 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 intensity when I'm like in these Facebook groups for this ninth generation. I don't know if maybe I outgrew it. I'm like, guys, it, it, it's okay. Like, and it's not even because the game came out all glitchy. Like, I also did not really care so much. I still had fun, but like, there's enjoying the game, and then like everybody else were like, "Holy shit!" Corey, you kind of referenced it. that was the game that came out where like it just propelled significantly more sales for the Switch. Like, the hype was so intense. Holy crap! Mm-hmm. So it's the intensity that I'm. That I'm calling out more than anything. Like, mm-hmm. hey. It makes the yeah. money. And I do own their stuff. So I'm not fully shitting on it. It's just the hey uh, we, we could pump the brakes a little bit. It's not that yeah. great. Um, again, I just can't get over yeah. the a Pokemon that looks like a fucking vanilla ice cream cone. Like, you're, you're out of ideas, guys. <laughs> Please stop. Um... <laughs> That's funny. So that's one. Although I, I personally, what
0: about the, what about the one that's a garbage Garbodor. bag?
2: Garbador. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's bag literally a bag of trash. Garbador. I'm like, what? Are you serious? And like, I, I'm, I'm too tired to like. Got
3: to catch yeah, them all, though. You have to catch them all. Yeah. They're just all the garbage, even the garbage
2: ones. Yeah. One man's garbage is another man's treasure. Um, Pokemon. Or Pokemon. Exactly. <laughs> the other one is Fortnite. Um, this is the one that yeah so there's the two like super popular games and it's fortnite and minecraft minecraft i can at least say people can really do a lot in that game and helps with creativity so like i i'm turned off by anything that's a fad or super super popular but at least i get minecraft i can actually see the creativity and whatever with fortnite I just don't understand why everybody loves it so damn much. I don't honestly see what's so special about it. I'm not saying it's a bad game. Um, the amount of skins that are available are pretty cool, right? Like, I get it. Star Wars one's in the exactly. store right now. So again, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying to be fair, but at the same time, I just don't understand why everyone's all about like, oh, Fortnite. Like, dude put the controller down, expand your horizons and play other games. I just feel like th- there are certain people that will only play like a Fortnite or they'll only play a Minecraft, like those mainstream yeah. games. They're just so obsessed with it.
3: Yeah. I'm not going to defend Fortnite, but I will say this. I'm not, I'm not a Fortnite like person. I have played Fortnite, but I will say like some of the appeal is like when you were a kid, at least I was a, when I was a kid, I didn't like, I would have sets of like a couple G.I. Joe guys and a couple Star Wars characters and a couple whatever. And they would have like big Uh, wars against each other and just mix all your toys together. Right. That's kind of Fortnite. You're just mixing all your toys together and you're playing. Right. Uh, And I think the other thing I will say because it's Fortnite is such an interesting game because that was not the game that they intended on launch there was it was mm-hmm. actually supposed to be that tower defense game where zombies would come and then you would do, with your you and your pals build forts to to fight to fight against these hordes of zombies coming in mm-hmm. and then they added this whole oh we'll add this other version where you can play against your friends and they scrapped the whole like building and horde zombie thing for it's the, it's um, still in
0: there if you it they, there's still that that mode is still in there they just stopped updating yeah, it like five yeah, like yeah three years yeah, ago yeah. <laughs> yeah it's like it's
3: like minor now right like that was supposed mm-hmm. to be the major thing but what i what's what i think is appealing to those types of games it's it's an interesting because it's it's a narrative but not like the narrative what we would think the narrative is more of uh, You and your buddies getting together playing and you talk about like, remember that one time when we were down and we were like third place and there was like five people we were going against yet and it was just the two of us and we took them all out. That was so amazing. That's mm-hmm. the narrative of those types of games. It's more about like the epic moments that you have with your friends and those like high risk moments that you had with your friends and you're able to to you know, pull off a win or like Oh, like in my case, remember when we had one person, it was three of us versus one. And I missed every shot. You guys got killed and I was shooting the guy. I'm like, I got this, guys. I got this. And then I died like that is my narrative for that.
2: Well, thanks for sharing that.
3: But that being said, I I 100% agree.
2: Totally. That just just honestly (laughs) further highlights the fact that I don't have friends (laughs) because I I don't play multiplayer. stuff
3: yeah <laughs>
0: well you're, hey you're welcome to play Fortnite with us whenever we play so thank you uh yeah it's it's uh Fortnite was uh it's something i play with my nephews because they're super into it and uh they added that no build mode which actually made it a yeah. lot a lot more digestible for me to yeah, just go in too. i'm like i can just go in and find weapons and shoot people i don't have to worry about somebody building a city block in five seconds while I'm <laughs> reloading my weapon right so yeah 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 uh laran what are your overrated games
1: i have uh i have two rpgs and i have one action title on here and like mm. they are they are very famous games very famous games
0: famous games
1: famous, yeah so what where where do i start do y'all want an rpg first or do y'all want the action title first Get, i think uh, give me the action Same. title. I want to know. Devil May Cry 4. Devil May Cry 4. Oh, I think, like, I mean...
0: I thought that was the one that everybody didn't No, like. that
1: was Devil May Cry 2. I wow.
0: yeah. I've only played the re- the one reboot by. I've played Theory, every
1: so I've played every Devil May Cry game, and honestly, Devil May Cry four. You know, Devil May Cry four introduced Nero, you know, and all that stuff. But at the same time, like it did it, you know, like in, in the introdu- in the introduction to Neo uh, Nero, they basically like you know threw away Dante, you know, uh, and you know in that regard and stuff like that. Like you know, like <sighs> Devil May Cry always has ups and downs, but four was just. I, I say this a lot. I say this a lot when I describe Devil May Cry Four. So I'll say it on this podcast. Devil May Cry Four. You spend half the game playing as not Dante to to play with to wound up playing with Dante and just play the game in reverse like that. I'm sorry. That's that's a big jerk. That's that's a big hand job for me that doesn't have no payoff in, in my opinion. <laughs> you know, combat combat was pretty decent, even though like you know, like there was that stylish factor. I didn't feel was there like stylish stylish combat is kind of what made the Devil May Cry series what it is and like and and like it seems like every even numbered Devil May Cry kind of stumbles cuz Devil May Cry 1 was phenomenal Devil May Cry 2 could die in a fire Devil May Cry 3 brought it back <laughs> brought it back in style Devil May Cry 4 like what the fuck were you thinking Devil May Cry 5 excellent game Still like that. So.
0: What about the reboot? Oh, I you love DMC Double
1: May Cry. I love it. I love it. And you know what, Internet, come for me if you want to. Hit the show notes. You you'll find you'll find where to find me at on social media and all that stuff. Let's talk. If you if you guys feel bad, if some type of way about DMC Double May Cry, because that game was hot. That
0: game awesome. I got I got every single achievement. Uh, here's the thing: I was playing it on my PS3. And I almost got almost was my first platinum trophy. And then I started playing Final Fantasy 13 alongside it, and it bricked my console. Ooh. So I turned around. So I turned around and bought it on Xbox 360 and got every achievement and almost got all the achievements in the DLC as well. Are you
1: bricked your console? Wow. Yeah. Which was sad
0: because I, I really liked I really liked Final Fantasy 13. And
1: uh, like a that's I another just... overrated game, in my opinion. Is that the RPG? That's no, not the no, but guess what? Nobody, li- nobody, <laughs> li- <laughs> guess what?
0: nobody likes Final but Fantasy. But guess 13. what?
1: One of my RPGs is a Final Fantasy title, and it's not <laughs> Which seven. One is it? It's not seven.
3: Oh, seven! <laughs> you better not say say It's not.
1: Oh love 10. Ten is great. Ten is great. It's Final Fantasy
0: eight. Okay. Oh, okay. I love Final Fantasy eight, but that was also the. One of my first ones, Final so.
1: Fantasy VIII. You know, like it had the makings of this great RPG opera, in my opinion. It really did. And, you know, it's, it's not just because like that opening theme. You know, that op- the game's opener had that operatic song to it. What really, what really upset, what really upset me about Final Fantasy VIII is the fact that you know, like we have this world-ending event coming, but your main character is worried about this girl that he saw at this dance. You know, Priorities. you know,
0: like yeah. I mean, that's what I was worried about when I was know, in school. The
1: headmistress, so. the headmistress is crazy and is going to crack the world apart. But I have to find this girl that 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 danced with me for like half a moment. You know, <laughs> at the graduation ceremony and all this stuff. And you know, and and speaking of that girl, she's like, I'm not sure who's more useless in the Final Fantasy series: is it Renoa or is it Yuna? I I don't know.
0: Whoa, Yuna's the best black mage in Final Fantasy X.
1: Yes, I learned okay. that after I beat Final Fantasy X. Like, I was like, why didn't y'all tell me this while I was playing Final Fantasy X? Because I really thought this chick was not, not worth a damn. <sighs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, I mean, honestly... There was a lot of good things. Like, I love playing the card game. I, spent, I, I I wasted a lot of time in Fallen Fantasy 8 playing that card game. <laughs> that, that is, that's, that's, that's for real. And you know what? I hope they never remake this game. I hope they never do it. It's just.
0: <laughs> well, the next one, the next one after seven is supposedly nine. So
1: Ugh, I don't know how I feel about that either. I didn't enjoy nine either, that's... but I didn't think nine was overrated, which is crazy because nine people love nine more than they love. Nine eight. is awesome. <laughs> Um mm-hmm.
0: I love 9. Yeah. 9 was my first one though cuz I so it was funny. I ended up buying Final Fantasy 7, VII, 8 and 9. Not... Like Final Fantasy 10 was coming out and like I was I had just gotten a PS2 and I was really excited and I never played a Final Fantasy game before. So I went out and bought 7, VII, 8 and 9 <laughs> right before 10 came out and I didn't realize how long those games were. So I played 9 and then I played 10 and then I went back to 8 and then I played like I don't know a few hours of seven, I'm like, ah, I don't want to play this.
1: <laughs> All right, so. and uh, and my, and this is not even my. This this is not my number one pick. I just, I just, I just called them out, and just the way I felt like dealing with them. It's Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time. <gasps> it it is.
0: I'm I'm kind of with you. It is. On. It is. You know.
1: Yeah, it did some groundbreaking things. And Stephanie has logged off for the night. Would, you know. I'm sorry, Steph. You know. I love you, but. I don't know and, you know, part of it's me, honestly, part of it's me. I was not ready for Zelda oh, to make that move to to that type of style of game. I wasn't, and I still I still am not. What are we like 25 years later now? Like I still don't Something I like still that. don't like I I still don't like it, you know. Um I still don't like that style of Zelda, you know. But what honestly like what kind of got under my skin is the game was kind of annoying. The game was annoying. Like like Link had a voice, you know. Um, you had this little sprite that was yelling at you like every five minutes and stuff like that, you know. Uh, Navi is yeah. annoying. I, I the movement that. mechanics, I wasn't quite used to the Nintendo 64 analog stick too. So the movement mechanics were kind of clunky, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but what really, what really took the cake was either when Link died or he fell down a cliff. Oh my god. I was not ready for I was huh? not ready for all that noise. I was not, and uh, the one the one thing I did like about Ocarina of Time, even though I never beat it, I watched the let's play of it. Is the uh, is when he took out Ganon. <laughs> that was I was not ready for that, but that but it also made me realize, hey, Legend of Zelda has always been a violent game. We just it's just it was just all cutie with sprites and everything, so we didn't realize what was going on. You know, like like shh, you. you sh- very first game, he shot Ganon through the heart with a silver arrow, and the guy exploded, and a pile of asses was left with the Triforce sticking out of it. Like, damn! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fast forward to Wind Waker, like he basically does the downward thrust from Zelda from Zelda two <laughs> right into Ganon's skull, right through the circlet. Like, man, mm-hmm. yeah. But um, but yeah, those are my, Final Fantasy VIII, Ocarina of Time, and Devil May Cry four.
0: Wow. What about you, Roger?
3: Uh, Well, first of all, I'll say. Final Fantasy, the first game, because it's not the Final Fantasy. It keeps (laughs) going. No, that was a joke. That was a joke. Wow. Uh, (laughs) uh, uh, (laughs) I love it. love it. I may have. I may have misunderstood the assignment here cuz like my games that I picked uh, like I think they're they're like over I think they're overrated like or overhyped I guess that's that's how I was thinking I mean, you can pick oh, overhyped that too. or overrated yeah okay okay okay. Yeah. okay 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 so the first one I'll say is uh No Man's Sky oh. Uh, because when it was released, right, it was super overhyped. I mean, like they were saying, like, how awesome this is going to be. You're going to go to all these different planets and you're going to run into all these different people and you're going to be able to name your planets before the other people do. And like when they see your planet, they'll be like, oh, that's their planet. And like none of that was true. None of that was true. Now it is right now. But at the launch, it was not true. Uh, So and I was super excited about that game. Like that was. I was on my list of like games I need to this, get. This
1: kind of goes back to our conversation earlier about expectations versus the reality yeah. when the games are yes. launched.
3: Yes. Yes. But they did yeah, set yeah, the, they expectations, the expectations, on that you know. One. Yeah. Yes. Uh so that's my first one. The second one is uh Mario Strikers Battle League. Oh,
1: wait, uh, wait, wait. That's new. That's uh, the new one, right? That's the okay. new one.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So I was I love Mario Me Strikers. Too. I loved it on the Wii. It's so much fun. And then when they said they're going to come out with it on the Switch and there's going to be leagues and I was like, oh my gosh, this is going to be so amazing. And then I played it and I was, this game is not very much fun. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what it is, but it's, you know, I'll play with my son because he enjoys it, but I, playing online, not fun were, at all.
1: You were that guy when they announced, when they announced uh, Mario Strikers for the Switch, you're like, we made it boys, we did it.
3: <laughs> yep, yep. I was, I was like jumping for joy. Me too. I'm like, oh my Me gosh, too. I can't believe it. I did the same thing with the golf game, though. Like that Hyper Rush. Oh, I, I, was I, I was called, not right? impressed. Yeah, I was not impressed. No, me either. Me, But yeah. I was super excited yeah. when they announced it. It wasn't <laughs> good. Yeah, I agree, uh, I agree you with know
0: the what? Mario sports games. They're just like... Should, they used to be good, though. That's the thing. They, they like, were. Toadstool Tour on GameCube is amazing. Yeah. It's got mini yes. golf.
1: We yes. should definitely uh, revisit this topic to talk about Nintendo bias. Because I think Nintendo bias is real.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah, I 100% agree. And I've fallen victim to that in a lot of ways. Yeah, too, you're, you're in your I Disney bias, to... too, bro. I,
1: I just ripped Disney Speedstorm oh, in no, half. One, yeah. game. one, 20 one minutes. game. One game. One <laughs> game. Uh, I'm, I'm done. I'm messing with so, you. So
0: I will not confirm nor deny that I am a homer for the mouse. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Roger, please go with your next game. <laughs>
3: Uh, well, my number one game is uh, a game that I I bought into the hype and I was talking about this all like a lot on the podcast and then it launched and I was like, nope, uh, Anthem. Uh. Uh, I was super excited about Anthem. My favorite story of Anthem is that like they dropped it like a hot potato and there were people that were playing it in June And they're like, there's still Christmas stuff up because they never took the stuff out of the game. Like Mm -hmm. they never updated it. And I thought that was hilarious. That's like, you know, think about that in real life. Like, oh, this neighbor still has their Christmas lights (laughs) up in (laughs) June. Like, I love it. I love that. Um, But yeah, like I was like, wow, you can play as Iron Man. This sounds so cool. And this could be amazing. And then like it was dead on arrival. It was awful. So
0: did you. uh have a 10 episode run of an anthem podcast, including eight <laughs> episodes that came out before the game did.
3: I did not.
0: Oh, well, <laughs> good for <Did> you. Somebody
1: <laughs> else, yeah, did Cor- somebody Cor- else? Cor- Cor- can take this
0: a- panel may or may not have done that to try to get ahead of the uh,
1: <laughs> Corey can take that walk <laughs> of shame.
3: <laughs> did you Did you record those thinking we're going to launch these? right after the game comes up and people be like oh my no, we gosh were, this is no, so we great. launched them we launched oh, you them did?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 you, you just gotta let it go you, yeah, yeah you just gotta my, let it rip i oh,
0: know <laughs> my my friend bought the anthem comics that had come out oh, and like no. we were talking about the lore of like uh and all the stuff right like we were we were we were preparing to be the anthem <laughs> podcast and,
1: <laughs> Hey, well, look at this we, way. I love it. Look I at love this it. way. The Anthem Podcast walked so Tower Casuals could run.
0: <laughs> I yeah. So here's the thing: is like the name was cool. It's the coolest name for a podcast and the coolest theme song we've ever had. And uh, just didn't take off. Javelins for Hire was the podcast. Oh. Uh, it had this really cool pink and black color scheme. We were we were going for it. And uh, I think you can bring it
3: back. Bring it back.
0: Yeah, we'll bring it back for one last episode when they finally shut down the anthem Anthem (laughs) (laughs) server. Oh, Oh, man. Good times. Good times. Was that it? Was that was that? That was it. That was my third one. one, Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, we're going to wrap it there. Uh, Roger, thank you for coming on the show tonight. This was this was super fun. Yeah. You have to come back for sure. Yeah. Yeah, um, thank you
3: for having me. I really appreciate it. It was Yay. a lot of fun. You guys are a lot of fun.
0: You're a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> where can people go to find your podcasts? Uh, plug it one more time before we get out of here. Yeah. Then, so,
3: um you can go to my website or my website. You can go to Gamerheads website. It's not just my website. It's gamerheadspodcast.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at gamerheadspod. And you can follow me on Twitter at nintendraj. Uh, yes, I know my handle is like Nintendo related. Uh, I uh, I'd love Nintendo, I but I can be critical of them as well. Um, hey. But yeah, hey. that's how you can find us. Hey. And then, yes, yes. Don't invite this guy back to the show. I'm just <laughs> messing with you. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> yikes uh yeah wow thanks thanks for having me on i feel real welcome thanks could wait until after we hit end like wow thanks uh but yeah you can find me anywhere like any of the anywhere you get your podcasts,
0: you can find gamer heads as well cool uh well it was it was awesome yeah like i said we'll definitely have to have you back at some point and maybe you should join us on like a like a book club down the road or, or yeah. something else that we're doing. Or on, a, uh, or
1: on an alternative podcast fun. show. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: anyways, I want to thank everybody for watching and or listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Boss Rush Network, at Boss Rush Podcast. Check out Boss Rush.net for all of our content. And we will see you next time. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Bye. See ya.
0: The Boss Rush Podcast is a product of Boss Rush Media LLC and is recorded from our headquarters in Akron, Ohio. This show is produced, written, and directed by me, Corey Dierig. My co-hosts are Stephanie Klimov, LaRon Dawkins, and Edward Barnell. You can find Stephanie at Klimov underscore author on Twitter and Instagram, as well as on the EXP cast. You can find LaRon at Exodus803 on Twitter, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube, and also on Crossroads the Video Game Podcast. You can find Edward at That Retro Code on Twitter and Instagram, as well as hosting Nintendo PowerBlock. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at IamCorianHD and find me hosting Tower Casuals, The Destiny Podcast, and co-hosting Nintendo PowerBlock. Find the Boss Rush Podcast on all social media platforms at Boss Rush Podcast. You can also follow Boss Rush Media and Boss Rush Network on all major social media platforms. Join the Boss Rush Network Discord and Facebook groups to interact with other friends and fans.